Good morning. My name is Nancy Dushan, and this is the Wisdom Seeker Sunday School class at the Father's Church in Dallas. And we welcome all who are listening, as well as everybody who is in this house, in this room. And um, the title of my lesson, <coughs> excuse me, this morning, <coughs> excuse me, is Partnering with the Spirit of Judgment and Burning. And... Um, It's no secret that evil is rampant in the world today, but so much of it is hidden from the general public because the news media doesn't report on a lot of, of things that are taking place. And recently, I learned of the depth of a type of evil and wickedness that's taking place in our country, and it has to do with an inconceivable exploitation of children and um, and also the sacrifice of children. And so I knew this was going on, but not to the degree that it is. And so needless to say, my heart was grieved when I, when I learned the, the depth of it. And so I was praying about it, and um, I asked the Lord, I said, how long is this going to be allowed to go on? And... Um, and in the early hours of that next morning, I had a dream, and I felt like that, that the dream was a response to what I had just asked the Lord, that, to what I had asked the Lord. <clears throat> and so this was a dream that took place early Wednesday morning, July 29th. And I'll just read it so I don't leave anything out. Um, I was at work. Excuse me, frogs. Um, I was at work leaving one area of the office to go to another, and I looked out a window to the east. In the sky were dark thunderclouds all around, and just above one of the lower clouds, with the backdrop of the taller clouds, I saw the tips of flames of fire. I went outside and looked to my left, which was the north, and there in the clouds I saw more flames of fire. I looked at then I looked to my right, which was the south, and in those clouds were flames of fire. I looked back at the flames in the clouds in the east, and now I could see not only the tips of the flames, but I could see the entirety of the fire with the base of it upon the earth, and it looked like a cylinder of fire. The primary colors of the flames were orange, yellow, and blue, and they had the appearance, appearance of liquid as they danced vigorously in the clouds. And it was really a beautiful thing to see. And then a host of angels appeared suddenly through the clouds, flying swiftly over the earth. After what seemed like just minutes, I stood watching as the angels returned behind the clouds and the flames of fire began to ascend back into the clouds. And I chased after the, the flames of fire in the east, reaching both arms up in an attempt to have this beautiful liquid fire returned because I sensed it was the Lord. There were people milling about, unfazed by what had just transpired. I asked several of the people, did you see that? Did you see that? Most were unaware, going about their business. So when I awoke, my initial thoughts were that God's judgment would soon visit the earth, but I also knew 
that there was more significance to the dream. So I asked the Lord about it, and, and what I'm going to share is what I believe that he spoke to me about it. And, you know, the Lord has been giving a plethora of dreams the, in this, this season. I know Mark shared one last Sunday morning um, that the Lord had given him, and, and I know that several are just having just just dream after dream after dream. And I knew that this one was significant. And um, so what I want to share, um, you can see the title of my lesson is Partnering with the Spirit of Judgment and Burning. And the spirit of judgment, from the Old Testament, we've learned that the word judgment is translated from the Hebrew word mishpat, meaning to exhibit the authority and application of the righteousness of God. And we've also learned that the judgment of God with the application of his holy fire is to bring restoration of his foundational purpose. Ecclesiastes 12.14 reads, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or evil. And these unimaginable unimaginable and despicable acts that are taking place with these children and with even with babies um, these things that are being done in secret uh, we can be assured they're going to be brought into judgment and our part is to intercede so that God's judgment will bring restoration to our world um, the breastplate of judgment Exodus 28 tells us that the high priests in the Old Testament were outfitted with the breastplate of judgment. In Exodus 28, uh, verse 15, and then verses 29 to 30. And thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment with cunning work. After the work of the ephod, thou shalt make it of gold, of blue, and of purple, and of scarlet, and of fine twi twined linen shalt thou make it and Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he, when he goeth in unto the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually and thou shalt put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, Thummim and they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goeth in before the Lord and Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel upon his heart before the Lord continually. So the high priests were invested with God's authority and in the same way God has invested that authority in us because we are kings and priests before God and we have that authority and, uh, and to carry that judgment and to declare the restoration that God intends to be upon this earth. And um, if anybody has any comment or anything, just stop me. Um,
<laughs> that's all you'll say about that. That's a heavy <coughs> Yes, and, and that's what I believe that the Lord was showing me, that we have a responsibility as intercessors and especially as saints, um, you know, to intercede for his restoration on the earth. And it's a, it's a heavy thing. And, um, but I, I felt like that that was um, what the Lord was really showing me in this dream. And um, in Ephesians 6, the breastplate is called the breastplate of righteousness and is part of the armor of spiritual warriors, which is who we are. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, uh, it identifies the breastplate as one of faith and agape. And quoting from Pastor's book, The Fire of God, the breastplate of judgment is defined as one of righteous purpose, the agape of God, and the commitment of our faith. The supernatural direction of the mind of God is essential to the impartation of his fire. Urim and Thummim in the breastplate mean light and perfection. These were supernatural elements through which God communicated visible signs of direction to the high priest and his people. The Urim and Thummim, that's a hard word for me to say, upon the breastplate of judgment are tangible depictions of the eyes of God seeing the raw and tobe wherever judgment is required. So we can see uh, from the Exodus passage that God communicated his mind through the Urim and Thummim. And in this time that we are currently in, uh, God is putting a great emphasis on us having the mind of Christ. This is something that, it, that he's been developing in us for many years now. And it's something that we must understand and we must know the way that he thinks. Um, and having his mind uh, and, and that prosuke prayer, um, we gain his mind and we, we declare that and speak it forth. And this is the same way, um, this is the, the Urim and Thummim were the way that the priests received in those days. Um, Another quote from the fire of God, the judgment of the Lord must be directed by the alignment with the eternal purpose of God, an established calling and identity before him, reliance upon supernatural direction, and strict obedience to the commands of the Lord. These measures will set the stage for the empowering and delivering fire of the Lord. The spirit of burning will follow upon the footsteps of holy judgment. the spirit of burning. Again, from the Old Testament, we've also learned that the word burning is translated from the Hebrew word ba'ar. It's commonly used to describe anger, passion, and intrigue, but also stresses the consuming and contagious qualities of fire, especially in a religious context. And so we speak of the spirit of burning when we speak of it, we're talking of an inner measure of passion combined with the outward demonstration of fire. 
we speak the application of what is known to be the prevailing assess assessment of truth. So along with the agape, that passion that is within us, um, as we commune with the Lord in, in his presence and that agape be, is stirred in us and we feel that fire of his spirit, um, then he speaks to us and we declare forth his purpose and his righteous judgment. Um, Ba'ar is used throughout the world to speak of the establishment of justice. We've all heard of the bar of justice. And we're familiar with the phrase raising the bar, meaning that a new standard of success must be met. God is always leading us higher, raising the bar for us as saints, because he wants so much for us, for our partnership with him. Um, he leads us into pathways where his eyes have already seen, and he places his purposeful intent within our hearts then, as we make declaration concerning the insights he gives, his spirit of judgment and burning will attend to our words of declaration. And you know, that, that's why as saints and as a saints network, it's so important, um, you know, on first Saturday, that whether we're here at the church or whether we're in our homes praying on that first Saturday, it's so important that we try to glean what the Lord is saying um, because from those insights that we do receive, the Lord is speaking and in a fivefold manner. And, um, and it's important for us to exercise that and because he desires to speak to us as a network, as saints, to um, know what's on his heart, to, to know what he's saying and receive those insights and then declare them forth and you know this dream you know it just made me so um so aware of i mean i know our intercession is important i've always known that but it just really um really came alive to me and you know the things that are going on in the world that, that we don't even know the evil that's going on um, we have to partner in, with the Lord for that restoration um, it's it, it's vital that we do and you know the Lord wants us to know his heart he wants us to know and to, to glean his mind so that we can dec declare uh, exactly what needs to be declared um, so that there can be restoration to the world. Nancy. Yes, ma'am. I don't know if I'm on the back row, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> you know, you were talking about out of Exodus 28, not to back up, but about being priests before the Lord and about carrying or bearing that burden of the children. Um, upon our hearts and it, one of the things that the Lord has really been dealing with me about in this, because for whatever reason this year has really brought to the surface a lot of things, a lot of evil, mm -hmm. and at the same time really given us kind of a reset in so many ways to position ourselves, whether it's in our homes, 
establishing our homes as places of, of you know of, of intercession, coming here, whatever it might be. But the reality that you think about Moses, you think about Abraham, you think about God's chosen ones, mm -hmm. Moses in particular, when he prayed for the people, he always repented mm -hmm. for the people. Yeah. He carried that repentance on behalf of the people. And one of the things that I've recognized in myself is you see this evil manifesting and it, it makes me angry. Mm -hmm. it, it makes me indignant. It makes me judge. Yeah. It makes me judge. But the heart of God, because the Lamb of God came and made sacrifice for all of us. Right. And I think that repentance is so important for us. That identificational repentance, when we go into intercession and mm -hmm. we're praying for our nation and we're praying for the evil that's rising up, is to, to step into that place of forgive them. Yeah. And because what did Jesus say on the cross when he did, you know, when he was the sacrificial lamb yeah. for all of us? He Father said, Father, forgive, forgive them. And, and I think that that's just so important. You know, repentance brings the refreshing. It brings the flow. And, and I have found myself so many times just lately when I pray for our nation and when I pray for the things that are happening before my own opinion or judgment rises up, I have to go before the Lord and say, Father, forgive us. <laughs> and, and you know it's interesting because the the, the 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 emphasis on this coming seminar is that passage. It's as if the people who are called by my name um, will humble themselves and pray. There's you know there's so much about leadership going into that place of identificational repentance, mm -hmm. and uh, it's not easy to do. It's not easy because like you, you know when I learned of the death of the evil against children, it makes me angry. Oh. And it's like, Lord, do something to those people. Even abortion. <laughs> you know, the whole abortion mm -hmm. issue. Yeah. yeah. But. So true. Thank you, Monica. Um, the spirit of judgment and burning involves the absolute dedication that must exist within the heart of an individual before God. And King David is an example of that. In Psalm 39.3, My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. So he had that agape burning within him, that passion after the Lord was in him. And then after he received insight from the Lord, he spake with his tongue. Um, as God was magnified in his heart, the fire of the Lord sparked within him, empowering his tongue to speak forth the words of God. And as we've said so many times before, everything begins with a voice. Everything begins with a voice. Taking a look at partnership between the angels, saints, and the power of God. And reading from Ezekiel 10, uh, verse 2. And he spake unto the man clothed with linen, and said, 
Go in between the wheels, even under the cherub, and fill thine hand with coals of fire from between the cherubim, and scatter them over the city. And he went in in my sight. This individual clothed in linen is a representation of the work of the saints upon the earth. And he was commanded to go into the midst of the cherubs, obtain coals of fire, and scatter them over the city. These coals were held in Golgal, which is the Hebrew word detailing the display of the power of God working toward the restoration of purpose. And they are dedicated to the process as it renews and institutes his overall purpose. And we can also see the same type of partnership between angels, saints, and the power of God in the book of Revelation that speaks of coals of fire being released from the golden altar in heaven. Reading from Revelation chapter 8, verses 3 through 5. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth, and there were voices and thunders and lightnings and an earthquake. This is a high calling that we all have, and it's a great privilege to have this calling. And as we can see in this Revelation passage, our intercession is that incense that rises before the Lord. And the angels take those prayers and they ascend before God with them. And um, it's that, that partnership. There, there's our partnership with the angels and the power of God. Um, rebuffing the invitation of the Lord. This passage is a little bit lengthy, but it's essential to what we're discussing. And it's in Deuteronomy 5, and it's verses 23 to 31. And it came to pass when ye heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, for the mountain did burn with fire, that ye came near unto me, even all the heads of your tribes and your elders. And ye said, Behold, the Lord our God hath showed us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man, and he liveth. Now therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more than we shall die. So pausing for just a moment, um, it said that they heard the voice of the Lord and they lived. So why would they think that they would die if they heard his voice anymore? And if they thought that they would die hearing the voice of the Lord, why in the world would they send their leader? If they thought they were going to die, why would they send their leader to, the, to hear the voice of the Lord? Um, but continuing on in verse 26. For who is there of all flesh that hath heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of the fire as we have and lived? Go thou near and hear all that the Lord our God shall say, and speak thou unto us all that the Lord our God shall speak unto thee. And we will hear it and do it. And the Lord heard the voice of your words when ye spake unto me. And the Lord said unto me, 
I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto thee. They have well said all that they have spoken. Oh, that there were such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Go say to them, get you into your tents, but as for thee, stand thou here by me, and I will speak unto thee all the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which thou shalt teach them that they may do them in the land which I give them to possess it. The Lord had just given them the land, and they didn't want to speak to God. They didn't want him to speak to them. How can that be? <laughs> but um, I want to stand by the Lord, and God forbid that we should ever desire otherwise. <clears throat> I want to hear him, and I want to, ob to obey him, and I want to partner with him in restoration for the earth. Because that is who we, who we are. That's who we're called to be and what we're called to do. And so, I believe that uh, this was the essence of the dream, to commune with the Father concerning the things of his heart, to receive his mind on the matter and to declare it. And... Um, and like I said, my first thoughts when I awoke from the dream were that God's judgment and burning uh, were coming to those who take part in such evil and wickedness. It will come. But God wants our partnership in his eternal plan. He wants us to partner with him to bring that restoration. Um, the fire of God's jealousy will come, and the earth will see a demonstration of his righteousness of his righteousness established. And the, the angels that, that appeared from behind the clouds, I believe uh, that those angels in the stream were the armies of heaven. And I believe the Lord was saying that as we pray, as we intercede in partnership with him and commune with him and, and glean his heart and his mind and gain that insight um, we're setting up for for that army of angels and we will we will be partnering with them even in a greater way in the in the in the time to come and then uh, the last verse I have listed here and I know it's early so if anybody has any comments um, is Isaiah 62 1 for Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. <coughs> so as saints, um, we will not hold our peace. We will intercede. We will voice what is on the mind of the Lord, and we will declare it into the atmosphere we will declare it into the to the realm and partner with him in seeing his restoration come like i said that was very quick but if anybody has any comments nancy i was thinking about um, uh, interpretation and um, how many times has pastor 
said to us that when we're in intercession and speaking in diversities of tongues, that we ask the Lord for interpretation of what we're speaking. What are those mysteries that we're declaring? And um, I found it very interesting that, you know, you shared this dream, and the Lord actually gave you the interpretation through the chain. And, um, you know, we all dream, but sometimes we don't, like, connect the dots. Mm -hmm. And here we're connecting the dots, and, and that's what the Lord is doing for you. Um, I think that's powerful. Um, I, I think it's going to be more um, fluid, uh, um, speckled with more detail as time goes on. Um, that's not the only way you're going to interpret, obviously, but I think for this season, that's what he's uh, putting into your spirit. Um, I would really make it a matter of prayer and uh, thank him for the interpretation. Mm -hmm. and. Um, asking if there's any more to the dream or is there any more that you know he would want to share with you maybe in the scripture um which you have today though see i think that's here's the scripture right here that kind of follows that mm -hmm. powerful dream you have so blessings on you thank i you. think that's mighty thank you well i just appreciate you sharing this because you know, as has been spoken in for several weeks, is that, you know, there's causes. There's all these things. Right. And, you know, this one you're speaking of is just abominable, mm -hmm. you know. And I think, you know, most of the world is just shocked and appalled by what God is revealing. He's mm -hmm. bringing the darkness into the light, you know. Yeah. And, but... It's easy to be angry and feel, you know, all these emotions and, you know, vengeance and all this stuff and, and, uh, but to see it in this perspective, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it, you know, that is what we're called to do. Right. You know, you know, there, there are so many causes and, you know, if we took up every cause that there are, um, we would spend all our time you know, focused there and devoted to those things. But our place as saints is to intercede and get to the root and declare God's mind, you know, on what he wants, to, the overall purpose mm -hmm. of God. And that is our, our um, responsibility as saints to commune with him and glean his heart on the, his overall purpose and... Um, to partner with him in that so that these other things will fall under that mm -hmm. and and be you know restoration come to every area where there's need Dennis looked like he was going to say something <laughs> <laughs> any other comments Nancy I just want to say this is not no, the, the fact that you brought this this morning is really a confirmation to me too because several years ago I felt like the Lord had called me to pray daily for the broken children the abused children and the stolen children 
as the band has been part of my prayer life for the last several years. David. I appreciate that. And God is bringing it all to light. Like Monica said, <clears throat> bringing all that evil to light. Well, it keeps coming to mind, and, and Monica referenced, referenced this earlier when she mentioned abortion. Mm -hmm. uh, immediately when you started talking, I was replaying going downtown with all of mm -hmm. you to the old courthouse where they had that landmark decision, mm -hmm. Roe versus Wade, and lo and behold, now we're aborting, you know, children that are, you know, nine months full babies and, and uh, oh, just make them comfortable and then they'll die here. Mm -hmm. Just, we'll just make them comfortable and then they'll be gone. And so I think uh, that all factors in. Uh, now, you may not be going that direction, she's not going that direction, but it's all still part of that whole plan mm -hmm. that involves children because these children that are being aborted, as we know, do not have a voice. So we have to be the voice. You know, if, if that's how you're drawn into it. I guess maybe that's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking of the ones that are being aborted. Whereas you may be going to the other children more like what uh, she, Fran's talking about. Mm -hmm. But I, I just reckon back to that. And I think it's, it's part of that whole, uh, all those declarations we made, mm -hmm. all that intercession that was at that time, mm -hmm. you know, it's not to be forgotten. Right. You know, we have to remember that uh, God is long-suffering. And so all of these things are starting to open. And uh, the revelation is coming, and mm -hmm. the mysteries are being revealed. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, God um, led us in what we did down at the courthouse. Mm -hmm. he, he led us in that. And... Um, he made a, a, a moment in time for us to address it. And that it's through our intercession that he did that. Monica was interceding, walking down the hall, and the Lord directed that. So he directs us, you know, to do um, his bidding on a particular thing. And, and that's what we do. We answer that call to, to oh, heed, that vo heed his voice and, and obey that directive. And, um, and we continue as saints to pray for that overall plan of restoration. But like a Kairos moment like that, you know, we, we heard his voice, we obediently went and, and did what he asked us to do. And I believe that um, the Lord is working through what we did there, I really do. So. It's funny because um, the other day I was driving along, several times the Lord has reminded me of how he has directed us to do things, you know. And look what happened to Greenville Avenue. You know, and God keeps reminding me mm -hmm. of that. I, when I drive, uh, you know, through the area, it's like he just brings that back to my remembrance. Remember what I directed y'all to do and look at the repercussion of that, yeah. you know. And, and that's tangible in our neighborhood mm -hmm. right here. And there's a reason he keeps bringing that to my mind. You know what I mean? We've yeah. done lots of things, but it, he always brings that back to me as, you know, like he has purged, he's cleaned up, he's removed, he's restored. 
you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's that same kind of thing where he's directing us and we're obediently going and then he does. The thing that I find so interesting is that and probably why there's such a heaviness that comes along with carrying of the judgment is because you pray but you don't see an immediate result. We did that activation, but it wasn't like they overturned that ruling and there's no more abortion. Right. Instead, evil has been absolutely exposed, and that's the direction mm-hmm. that the Lord answered that prayer with. Because you can't, you can't really do anything about something that's still in secret. And I think that, you know, for us, we know that that the abortion itself is um, an enemy sacrifice mm-hmm. situation. And, and I have read. Two or three accounts of um, of ex-Satanists or whatever that were at abortion clinics every day, and they were sacrificing those children. That is a real thing. We have the children of Molech. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. They burned their children in the fire, and that's an empowerment for the enemy. So mm-hmm. we know that that has not ceased to exist, and we know for sure the fact that we've given them license to kill our children that we are culpable, which is why we did that that activation. Mm-hmm. And, but the prayer itself, you know, you walk away and the months go by and whatever and nothing really changes. But you know that in the timing of the Lord, we did that. And this year was going to happen, folks. And honestly, I started thinking, it, I don't think it was going to matter if it was Trump or even Hillary being present. I think that the, that the timetable of the Lord is, is the expose of this entire situation. And mm-hmm. I mean, we know with Hillary, she would just... You know, she would have unleashed the evil and we have just watched her roll it out. But with Trump, it's more like him turning over a log and all the roaches coming out. I mean, but still, whatever whatever catalyst God has used in order to unearth um, and bring to our awareness of the evil. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we knew that there were pedophiles. We right. knew that there were sacrifices of children. We knew... But, oh my gosh, I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the extent of it and the, the extent of people who are involved in it, uh, mm-hmm. I think that is what has overwhelmed me is that, mm-hmm. is that it's not a few. Oh. It's not a few. Oh. There's a great population that is living in perverted sexual sin, and not just with children. It is so over the top. It's just, and I think that the, we're just in the timing of the Lord. We're looking at... I mean, history is being made right now before our eyes, and we're going to witness and be a part of the unveiling of the scrolls and all the things that, that have been prophesied. Think about it. We've been talking about this for years, and did, you, and did you ever really think you were really going to be a part of it? Because, I mean, everybody says it, right? And we've been living our little Western lives and having our little cute cups and, you know, and having our little dinner parties, and we've been praying, but still our lives have not been upset. When that begins to happen, the whole game has changed. Mm-hmm. And the way that we walk in it must also change. Right. And so it's really, I think for me, um, trying to just wrap my mind around the reality of it. Because, you know, when you're not perpetrating evil and Dennis isn't and Tammy isn't and all the little people that I know aren't doing that, you really are in a bubble. You just kind of insulate yourself from the things that are going on because we have knowledge of the thing you know the, right yeah, so all this is going on people are killing each other people are robbing people are, you know you got all this information 
and we don't really let it touch us because it hasn't had it robbed us or they haven't it hasn't affected us or, you know um, anyway it's just to me a it's been a huge eye-opening thing to witness the extent of it mm -hmm. and not I mean in our nation for sure but you know it's around the world but yeah. you know in our nation under God mm -hmm. and so we are definitely partnering in the most epic time in history. And so many influential people, people with power are involved. And, and I'm so grateful that our seminar is going to be If My People, because the Lord says, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith, then will I hear from heaven from and heal their wounds. That's mm -hmm. right. Turn from their wickedness. There's only one place to happen. Here's the deal, too. It's like our focus gets so much on the issues and what's happening. That is merely the manifestation of sin and equity. Mm -hmm. And what God is really, our intercession needs to touch the heart of man. Yeah. Because until the heart of man is touched, that sin and iniquity will manifest. Mm -hmm. And that's what God wants. That's what our intercession needs to touch is the heart of evil man mm -hmm. to turn. And we're all, I mean, the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. And so that, and, that, so, and that's what brings it. It's like, how do I pray for, you know, this particular person that has done these horrible things? Yeah. God wants me to pray for him. And that's, that's wherein the rubber meets the road. You know what I mean? Because I want to rise up and say, he just deserves a ride in hell. <laughs> It's hard, guys. It's hard. And but I think what is the heart of God for them? Yeah. Is for their heart to be turned. And, and I wonder if that's where, as intercessors, as saints, we carry that judgment to bring the restoration. Exactly. Intercede and pray it in. Pray that restoration in. The thing that also is, is really the plush point is the turning from the wicked ways. Yeah. We can we can pray all day long ourselves because we are not actually in wickedness. But until the people turn from their wicked ways, and he says, "My people," mm -hmm. so um, so there was wickedness in the church. Yeah. And you know, there is no healing or visitation from God without that, and that's that's the thing. I mean, we want the Lord to visit this nation, but. Judgment. If. <laughs> judgment begins in the if. house of the Lord. Well, and if. Mm -hmm. I mean, that big word, if. Yeah. You know, they, these things have to be manifested, and I, then I will heal. Dennis? Um, I like the way that you have uh, titled this lesson today, Partnering with Spirit of Judgment and Burning, and, and that's really what David was saying down there in Psalm 39.3. When we are exposed to these things that we've been talking about, children and, and all of the evil, something rises up within us and we want to, within our flesh, we want to say something about it, do something about it, we want to stop it. Mm -hmm. And yet what we hear uh, and see from David is that first my heart was hot within me and he's speaking of the spirit. And then he says, while I was musing, the fire burned. And then I spake with my tongue. Mm -hmm. We can get ahead of that. Mm -hmm. But if we're partnering, as you have titled this, 
lesson if we're partnering with the spirit of judgment and burning. Then what we do, there's a, an, a, an effect that is going to happen that, that because of the spirit that we're partnering with and it's so much more, so much better than any other way. Right. And, and um, I can speak too soon. I can tell you that. I think we all can or we feel like it whether we do or not. But uh, waiting for the burning of the Spirit and then speaking is very difficult. And, and we need to we need focus on that. Not that we're uh, not that we're delaying the movement of the Spirit, but we can't get ahead of it either. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a, a balancing that, that takes a, a great deal of partnering. And our commune with the Lord, like David, yes. brings that that burning. Yeah. And then and then we speak right. what we hear the Lord say to us. Right. Until then we're just ignored. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The wicked, by, by whatever we're trying to change it, we're ignored. Mm -hmm. But if we're moving in the spirit, we won't be. And you know, we 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 get angry, we get indignant about these things. But you know, the word says, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay," says the Lord. Our responsibility is to get in commune with the Father and to to commune to that point of burning, and where we hear, feel His that fire from him and his heart and then declare what he speaks yeah. and that you know that is that is our partnership Les stand over here so <laughs> my voice can be heard <laughs> um, so this scripture in James it touches on what Dennis said and what you just said um James 1.19 says, This you know, my beloved brethren, everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Yeah. But then it says, The anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. And you know, you look at all these things that are going on in our land right now, you know, the, the, the revealing of what's happening with our children, the abortion issues, the uh, various movements that are going on, the racial tensions, you know, these are all very emotional issues. And we know that we are emotional people, mm -hmm. right? Um, and if we're not, I think if we're not careful, I mean, we have to, um, what does it say, be, be sly as serpents and as harmless as doves? I mean, we Why have to be perceptive and see what's mm -hmm. going on. Because, you know, one of the, I think one of the enemy's tactics in these days for the saints is to derail us from mm -hmm. our, mm -hmm. our purpose and our mission, which is humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, mm -hmm. turn from our wicked ways. And just like Aaron, you know, uh, bearing the judgment in our, in our breastplate mm -hmm. and, and praying uh, on behalf of the children of Israel. But if we, if we allow ourselves to get emotional about this and start fighting back and raising our voice and making our, you know, wanting our stuff to be known, um, you know, we're, we're emotional. We get angry. We get riled up. And we do not, that does nothing to um, help fulfill the righteousness of the Lord. Right. Right. And I think it's interesting, this passage, 
in Exodus 28 that you read earlier, um, verse 30 that you highlight, it says, and Aaron shall, it says, Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel upon his heart before the Lord continually. Interestingly, it doesn't say Aaron shall bear the, Aaron shall bear the judgment of the world upon his heart before the Lord continually. And you know that's 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 important because and, and the, the differentiation between those two. You know, we are supposed to pray that all men will come to the knowledge of Christ and you know be saved, but specifically we are to bear. Um, you know the, the judgment of the, the the church, the saints, you know the the, the uh, called out ones mm -hmm. before the Lord, right? Um, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Good point. Well, if there aren't any other comments. Um, I'll just, Dennis had another comment? Oh, okay. Um, thank you, everyone, for your comments and, and your participation. And with that, I will turn this back over to Dennis.